Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider explains what the Lord requires of us. Yesterday, we started a rousing discussion on the way of the just, and today, we're going to continue the conversation. We're going to be looking at the four things that the Lord requires of those He has called to be His own. It's a lesson on service, and if you missed the first message in this series, you can go back and listen online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, let's dive into the principles for walking in God's ways. Our message is titled, What Does the Lord Require From You? And it starts right now. Baruch Hashem, beloved one, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm continuing a series today that I'm calling The Way of the Just. Let me tell you how this series came about by way of quick review. I was reading a book called The Path of the Just, a very famous Jewish classic written in the 1800s. This book, The Path of the Just, was based primarily on a scripture from the Torah, which is Deuteronomy 10.12. I began to study Deuteronomy 10.12. Let me read it for you at the onset. Hear the word of God. Now Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you but to fear the Lord your God? to walk in all his ways, to love him, and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. As I read this verse in the middle of reading this Jewish classic, it really hit me very powerfully. And I prayed, I said, Father, I'm a new covenant believer. I'm saved by grace. I'm following you through Yeshua, but I feel you loudly speaking to me through this verse. So Father, I'm just gonna ask you, if you really want me to give a lot of time to studying this verse, Deuteronomy 10, 12, and digesting it right now, I'm just gonna open the Bible, and as I open it, I'm just asking that you'll cause me to land on a scripture that will really confirm to me that you're wanting me to dwell deeply right now into Deuteronomy 10, 12, personally for my own life. So I open up the word, just wanting to find out if the Lord was asking me to dive deeply into Deuteronomy 10, 12 during this season. And when I opened up the word of God, just randomly, beloved, it just opened up to Deuteronomy 10, 12. That hit me profoundly and powerfully. And I began to really digest it into my own life. And I wanna to release to you what God has released to me. We are not under the law as New Testament believers. We are God's chosen, saved by grace, through faith in Messiah Jesus. But beloved, just because we're not under the law or saved by the law doesn't mean that the law is irrelevant. In fact, the very opposite is true. Jesus said, do not think I've come to abolish the law and the prophets. I've not come to abolish, but fulfill. And he said, and everyone that teaches the principles in the law and the prophets will be called greatest in the kingdom of God. There are principles revealed to us in the law and the prophets that help us to understand who God is and how to walk with him. And Deuteronomy 10, 12 is a prime example of this. Now, as I begin to read once again, I want you to consider this was originally addressed to national Israel. That is the truth. And the church has not replaced national Israel. However, 
If you're a Gentile and you've received Yeshua HaMashiach, who is the King of the Jews, into your life, you've been grafted in, according to the Word of God, into Israel. The church is now the spiritual Israel of God. We haven't replaced national Israel, but the church is called the Israel of God, which means that we need to study carefully the words that God gave to national Israel because there may be prophetic application for you in your life right now. And this verse absolutely does. With that said, hear the word of God. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but beloved one, the word of God abides forever. Hear his word. Now Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and love him. Sometimes today there is so much emphasis on grace that it's as if the grace of God has obliterated the principle of fearing the Lord. But beloved, the grace of God does not obliterate the principle of having a healthy fear of God. Jesus said, don't fear man that's able to destroy the body but rather fear him, fear Hashem, fear God that's able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Beloved, we should fear God. Fearing God is clean and it keeps us on track. The fear of God, beloved, is essential to keeping us on track and having a healthy reverential concept of who he is. And then Moses went on to say, what does the Lord require of you? The second thing he said is, listen, to walk in all his ways. We need to be sensitive every day to the ways of God, how to walk as believers, how to walk as Christians. We need to have the mind of Yeshua. We need to have the word of God within us. And we need to not walk according to what we think, but we need to walk according to his ways. Let's go to the third thing that Moses said. Moses said we should, number one, to walk in God's ways, what he's looking for, what he's requiring from us. Let's go back at the beginning of the verse just to set it in context again. Now, Israel, that's you and I today because we're the spiritual Israel, okay? Now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you? Let me say this again. What does the Lord your God require from you? What does that mean? It means that we have a responsibility as human beings that have been created in his image to enter into his call on our life. In other words, we can't just go about our lives living any way we want to, doing whatever we please without regard for the fact that we've been created by God and for God and God is expecting a response from us that brings us into alignment with him. God loves you and I, but he hasn't made us robots. He's looking for you and I to respond to his love. He's looking for a marriage partner. He's looking for people that will love him back. He's looking for people that will respond to him out of their own free will so that they can love him. So God says, I'm looking for people that will have the wisdom to fear me. I'm looking for people that will desire to walk in my ways as a lifestyle. And I'm looking for people, he said, to love me. Hear it once again. I know it sounds redundant, but I want to get this word into you. I want to drill it into you. Now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you? But to fear the Lord your God, number one. Number two, to walk in all his ways. And number three, listen, to love him. God is looking for a marriage partner. That's why the book of Revelation culminates in Revelation 19 with the marriage supper of the Lamb. The scripture says, blessed are those that are invited to the marriage supper 
of the Lamb. These are the true words of God. What is a marriage feast? What's a marriage ceremony? Isn't a marriage supper or a marriage feast a celebration, listen now, of love? Not just about the husband's love for his bride and not just about the bride's love for her husband, but about the love of both the bride for the husband and the husband for the bride, both coming together, mingled together. You see, God loves us and he's looking for us to love him back. How do we love him back? Number one, we choose to fear him because we love him. Number two, we choose every day to walk in his ways. Jesus said, if you wish to follow me, you must pick up your cross, deny yourself. It's not about what we think. It's not about what we think is right. It's not about relying on our own mind or our own thoughts. It's about knowing the word of God, being sensitive to the spirit, and choosing to clothe ourselves with Messiah Jesus and walk in his ways. It means that sometimes we do what we don't feel like doing. It even means we sometimes do what we don't want to do because we want to walk in his ways. Remember before Jesus went to the cross at the Garden of Gethsemane, what did he do? He got down on his knees and he said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. He didn't want to go to the cross. But then he said, but Father, not my will, but thy will be done. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says Rabbi Text Me. Or you can text the keyword Rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. At the core of everything we do at Discovering the Jewish Jesus is our commitment to declare the whole counsel of God's Word from start to finish. In fact, Rabbi's unique way of connecting the Old and the New Testaments has helped people all over the world to understand the Bible with fresh eyes. To join us in this work of God, give a donation online today at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now here is Rabbi Schneider. I wanna ask you, I wanna challenge you. Are you walking in his ways? When you watch television, do you just watch what you wanna watch? Or do you only watch what is profitable for him for you to walk in his way? Every day, all day long, we have a choice with the words that we say, with the words that we speak, what we watch, what we listen to, who our friends are, all these different connections with the world are opportunities for us to choose to walk in his ways. And Paul said, let no man be deceived. People that are living in the world will not enter the kingdom of God. Jesus said, strive to enter through the narrow gate for many will seek to enter and not be able. And so I want to encourage you, God is requiring us to have a holy fear of him, to walk in his ways. And now we're at this next point to love him. It's all about love, isn't it? God wants us to do these things because we love him. There are many times in life that I'm tired, I'm burned out, I've just been working hard, but the Holy Spirit's been speaking to me about calling somebody, reaching out to that person, just blessing them, letting them know that I care. I do it because I love God. 
I say, Father God, I'm doing this for you. Sometimes it's doing the hard thing. Sometimes it's witnessing when we don't want to witness because we know that when we do witness, it may break up the relationship. We don't want to break up the relationship. Everything may be going smooth in that relationship, but because we love God, we're committed to obeying him, and so we witness. We lift up the name of Jesus into the conversation. We try to share a message that relates to the gospel, that gives hope. Sometimes people receive it, sometimes they don't. We can't control that. But we continue to witness because we love God. And Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. Beloved, it's a choice. Love is not a feeling. Love is not an emotion. You've heard this before. Love may have emotion. Love has emotion at times, but mark my words, love is not an emotion. All of us that are married know there are some times that we feel like serving. There are some times we feel the emotion of love, but many times we just love because we choose to walk in love. Let's continue on. The next thing that Moses says to us, we shall love him. And finally, he says, and serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. All these are related. Loving him, walking in his ways, fearing him, serving him. All these, beloved, are connected to one another. But finally, Moses says here, the Lord is requiring that we serve him with all our heart and with all our soul. You know, the Bible says that we're to be engaged in a life of serving and that God has given gifts to the body that we might serve the body. Jesus began to wash the disciples' feet. And Peter said, no, Lord, I'm, I, I'm unclean. Don't wash my feet. And Jesus said, unless you let me wash your feet. He said, you could have no part with me. And then he said, as I have done to you, so also you do to one another, meaning we need to serve each other. And there's so many ways that we serve. We serve our family. We serve our husband or our wife, our children, our grandchildren. We serve our employers. And we're doing all these things unto the Lord. We don't do it as being man-pleasers. We do it as being God-pleasers. But I want to ask specifically right now, if you're attending a congregation somewhere, are you serving? Do they need people in the nursery? Do they need people in the kitchen? Do they need help on the worship team? There's so many places, beloved, where pastors are continually reaching out to their congregation, looking for people to serve, and yet oftentimes there's people that sit in their congregation for five, 10, 12, 15 years, and they've never done anything to involve themselves in serving the community of believers where they're attending. Now, I know that there are some here today and you're homebound, and listen, I'm not trying to put any guilt or condemnation on anybody, but I'm trying to inspire people to recognize that God is calling us to serve him, and we serve him by serving the body and by being his witnesses. We serve him by loving people. Beloved, we serve him by cherishing our spouses. We serve him by giving, but we have to recognize that living a life unto the Lord is living a life of service. I want to let you into a window of my life right now that some may consider spectacular and some may not even believe me, but I'm standing before the Lord right now and I'm telling you the truth. About three years after I originally came to the Lord, which was back in 1978, 
when Jesus supernaturally appeared to me in a vision. About three years after that, I was going through a significant time of repentance in my life. You see, I came to the Lord as a Jewish person without being oftentimes sensitive to some of the sins that the New Testament talks about. And so when I came to the Lord, I didn't automatically just start living a Christian life. It took the Lord some time to help me to understand what that meant. And after I'd been walking with the Lord three years, the Lord began to convict me of some very specific sins in my life. And he was saying to me, it's time to clean up your life in these areas. And so I was going through this deep season of repentance. And as I was going through this deep season of repentance, I was sitting in a chair one morning. And I remember very specifically, I was drinking a cup of tea and the tea had replaced the cigarettes, which I had just given up because the Lord had showed me that I was relying on cigarettes, which are really killing me rather than relying on Him for peace. I wasn't expecting anything to happen. But as I was sitting in the chair this morning, the Spirit of God literally, visibly appeared above my head. Now, I didn't see Him with my eyes because He was above my head, but I saw Him even more clearly that I could see anything with my eyes. This wasn't a thought, it wasn't an imagination, it wasn't a vague impression, it was supernatural life. The spirit of Elohim, the spirit of God himself, literally appeared above my head, much like happened in Acts 2, where the spirit of the Lord appeared above the disciples' heads in a tongue of fire. And then the spirit of the Lord, which appeared above my head, took possession of my inner man, and then he spoke into me and I heard him audibly and he said this exact sentence to me. He said, I am a servant. And then it was over just like that. I couldn't have helped the experience along. I couldn't have stopped it from happening. But Jesus was telling me that he's a servant, that he lives in me, and that my life involved in serving him involves being a servant. Beloved, we're called, first of all, to serve the Lord our God and then to serve other people. Jesus said, let he that is greatest among you become the servant of all. I want to encourage you today, beloved. There's a word of revelation in the Torah, in Deuteronomy 10, 12 today for you. God is asking us to respond to him by number one, fearing him. I'm talking about really fearing him in a way that causes us to not sin and shows our love for him. Secondly, God is telling us to clothe ourselves with the character of Messiah and walk in his ways. Thirdly, the Lord is telling us, I want you to choose to love me. Love is not a feeling first. Love is not an emotion first. Love comes out of your will. The Lord said, whosoever will. And then the Lord said, and I want you to serve me with all your heart and with all your soul. Some of you have heard it before. It's just one life and it will soon be passed. And only what's done, beloved ones, for Christ will last. Will you fear him? Will you walk in his ways? Will you love him and will you serve him? Beloved, the choice is yours. God loves us and he's asking us to respond back to him in like manner. You're listening to Rabbi Schneider right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And well, for the past two days, we've been learning a lot from the book of Deuteronomy about how we're supposed to walk in the ways of the Lord. And so while you have some extra time this coming week, 
We would love for you to take a few moments to hear how God has been working in the lives of people all over the world who are being called out of darkness. Discover their God moments for yourself when you visit our YouTube channel. They are some of my favorite testimonies. Now, here is Rabbi once again to share what's on his heart today. Beloved, if you've been watching Discovering the Jewish Jesus for a while, I hope you've noticed that when it comes to raising finances for the ministry so that we can continue to proclaim God's word around the world, I really strive to not manipulate and to be clean. So the truth is today that it costs us a lot of money to be able to broadcast on television, YouTube, and all the other media outlets that we're releasing God's word through, as well as the traveling that we do around the world. And I can't do it, beloved ones, without your continued help and financial support. This is the way God ordained it to be. John said in one of his letters that men that are preaching the truth are worthy of the support, the financial support of the church. So I wanna thank you for sending me out and I also want to encourage you, beloved, to know that when you support the gospel with your finances, there is a reward that will come back to you because everything that we sow into the kingdom comes back pressed down good measure and running over into our lap. Thank you for your love and your financial support. If the Lord is leading you to give a gift of support to this ministry today, you can honor that prompting by going online to give at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. We also accept donations by text message, and you don't have to be tech savvy, but you do have to text the keyword rabbi to the number 45777, or you can give a financial gift of any amount by calling us at 800 777 7835. And you know, when we're walking in God's ways, it doesn't mean that everything will be perfect and go absolutely right for us. But it does mean that we should be living with a peace that surpasses all understanding. God is not some genie in a bottle who only wants to grant our every wish. He's a loving father who cares about us deeply and who wants us to give us the things that will prosper us and make us whole. And so can I encourage you as we begin to celebrate our partners this month during Partner Month, all month long, that you reach out and connect with us today. We'd love to hear how you're doing, and we'd love to hear how Rabbi's teaching is ministering to you and your family. Thank you so much for partnering with us. We're going to be doing a bunch of great things this month to show you how much we appreciate you, and we know it's going to be a great time. You can connect with us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com, or you can send your card or letter in the mail when you write to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And now to close today's program, here is Rabbi. In the Old Testament book of Numbers, we find a blessing God speaks over his children through Moses and Aaron. It carries the idea of favor and expression. Open your heart to the Spirit and the Word today and receive Father's goodness into your life with confidence. Yahweh, 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 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. That's discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider presents a special Partners Month program titled The Remnant Call. That's coming up Thursday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.